What's up, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Life's a Garden. Before we get into it, if you haven't yet, please hit the subscribe button. Follow on all platforms. We are, in fact, still on Apple Podcast. Um, a few weeks ago, I had made the announcement we weren't on Apple Podcast, but it turns out we still are. So Spotify, Apple Podcast, follow on those platforms, share this episode to your friends, let's get the word out and help this baby grow. It is very much appreciated. Today's positive message that I want to bring to you is get outside, get out and enjoy nature. We are getting that good weather all of a sudden. You know, finally, I should say, finally, we're getting that good weather. Um, it's not quite so hot yet that it's unbearable. We're in that nice Goldilocks zone where get a little breeze, the nice sunshine. Get out there, soak up some sun. The smallest things. Go for a little walk. Go for a walk around the block. You don't got to go for a big hike. You don't got to go river rafting or nothing like that. I mean, those are great options, and they are very much available for us. But just get outside. Enjoy this, enjoy this nice weather. Get that sunshine. You know, this is coming from a guy who is not a huge nature guy. I, I, I've never been into nature. I've never really been an outdoors guy. But it's something I'm trying to adopt more into my life, little by little. I'm not going full crazy out here. You know, I'm not going to be a granola or nothing like that. But it is good for you. It's, it, I think it's good for the soul to to become more closely connected to the real world. We get so tied up in, in the technological world, I think we forget that the real world, the natural world, is just right outside our front door. So that's my message today. Get outside, go for a walk, just take in the natural world. And I think it'll help, it'll help soothe your soul in some way, shape, or form. So that's the message this week. Let's go ahead and get into today's episode. Oh, I'm hoping it's a good one. We know it's going to be. It's episode 152 of Life's a Garden. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It has been a great week. Been having a good week. Great week, in fact. I already said great, and then I switch it to good. Can't do that, so I'm sticking with great because it has been great. It's been a great week. Um, hoping for uh, it's. I I guess as of recording this, the weekend is we're, we're mid weekend uh, as a time of recording this. So. On a lovely Monday morning, or whenever the hell you're listening to this, I hope you're having a, you had a great weekend. I hope you're going to have a great week leading up into the next weekend. Um, but, as like I said, as of time of recording this, the weekend is um, among us, or among myself. So I'm hoping this weekend goes good. So far, it's off to a great start. Did my best Hank Hill impersonation today. Been well, not just today. I've been doing my best Hank Hill impersonation. Finally, doing some work on the yard. Got some uh, grass seed planted, which 
thank God for the first year in, I don't know, four or five years. Since I've been living here, I'm finally getting some grass to grow. So that's a nice little bright spot. I've, I've been able to maintain and keep up on it, which I've been lazy in the past and not done so. So that's on me. But finally got that all nice and taken care of. Starting to look good. The weather has been very cooperative. Been getting a lot of rain lately. Been getting, uh, it's not been overly hot, so it's not burning it up right away. That's what's happened to me in the past. I either overwater it, I don't plant properly. Um, it gets too hot, it dries up. Like it's, it's always something. So this year, timed it out just right, getting that grass growing, cleaned up my grill. So I've been grilling a lot, getting, eating a lot of burgers, a lot of steaks. I think that's been nice, not going out to eat all the time, getting some protein in the diet. Been doing a lot more outdoor activities. That's why the positive message this week was to get outside. I told you, I've been trying to implement more outdoor things into my life. Obviously, I'm very much of an indoor cat, but it's nice to get out and to, to do stuff. I think it's good to be active, for sure. That helps. But it's also good to... Um, just do different things. That's another thing. I've been trying to just do different things. Um, now, before I even get into anything else, I got to hit you with this one, okay? I'm not saving this story for later. This is one that has to be told now because it's so bizarre. It's so bonkers that it, I, I, can't, let, I can't make you wait for this one. This is how we're going to kick off the show, all right? As I said, been a great week. Thursday night, I went out to see the Nuggets game, which we will get into the Nuggets here shortly. But we're going to skip past the Nugget talk for now. Um, I didn't have to work until later Friday. I picked up the closer shift. He had something going on, so I took his shift, which was great because I'm like, oh, cool, the Nuggets are playing Thursday night. I can go out, enjoy the game, have a good time, and then sleep in. It, it was really going to depend on whether or not the Nuggets won the game as to where, whether or not I was going to stay out. Because it was going to put me in a bad mood and I probably wouldn't have wanted to stay out. Plus, I'm all decked out in Nuggets stuff. The last thing I need are fucking Laker fans coming up to me. <laughs> as they normally sound. Um, but, lo and behold, the Nuggets didn't lose. I went ahead and won, which put me in a grandiose mood. So, naturally, I went over to the Crystal. Now, I, I was pretty tired getting into the night, okay? I, I'd been up early for work that day, did a full work day. Um, so, I was getting exhausted, right? But, I, I trudged through. I decided, I'm closing this fucker down. Met a few nice people at the bar. I'm chilling with them. We're having a good time, just talking, whatnot. They they kick everybody out. It literally closed the bar down to the point that they threw us out. Now, throughout the night, there was a a, a gal who used to work. I say gal. She she's younger than me. Um, she used to work at the Crystal long ago, and I hadn't seen her in a long time. She's a great singer. She went up and sang. Like I said, hadn't really seen her in a long time, maybe in passing here or there. But she comes up to me outside and is like, hey, long time no see, 
right? We just start shooting the breeze. And she's like, you know, there's a uh, there's an after party going on just real close by if you want to come check it out. And by this point, I've caught my second wind. So I'm like, you know what? If it's just right down the street, I'll come take a take a gander. If it's not my vibe, then I'll leave. So we start walking toward this uh, this after party, which was located on the other side of the tracks. Um, it doesn't really matter if you're not from here. When I say the other side of the tracks, you know what I'm saying. You know what I mean. It's it's the definition of other side of the tracks, and this place is definition of other side of the tracks. This after party that I'm going to consists of me, the girl that invited me, the girl whose house it is, and one other dude. Somebody else joined later on, but this is this is the startup of this after party. So go on in. Within five minutes of me being there, the other guy... Starts chopping up lines of cocaine. He's like, hey, bro, you want a bump? And I've never done cocaine. So I'm not about to start now. Not here. Now, don't get me wrong. If there was a drug that I was going to try for the first time, it'd probably be cocaine. Like I said, it's not going to be from some random dude in some crack den. Now, don't get me wrong. Crack den's a little harsh. Of a term. But it, it definitely wasn't that bad. Okay? I'm not, I'm not trying to paint you a terrible, terrible picture here. It definitely wasn't the best of locations. But I'm not going to be doing coke with two other strangers and one person I haven't seen in forever in some strange place. Plus, not to mention, the amount of cocaine that's laced with fentanyl and shit. The last thing I'm going to do is die on my first bump of coke no 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 no. I'm, I'm i'm okay on that so i skipped the cocaine everybody else feasted upon said coke um the gal whose house it was then proceeds to go into her bedroom pull out a box full of sex toys and shows them to us now i'm starting to think what's about to happen what did I just get myself into? Am I about to get involved in an orgy? A cocaine-fueled orgy? Um, she, <laughs> there's bits and pieces of this, of this night that, that are very like... I, I, the timeline is so jumbled up because there were so many like unhinged things going on. Like Nothing could have prepared me for any of this. I had no... Heads up towards what was about to happen. So this girl, this, the gal whose house this was, with the sex toys, she goes into her room, disappears for five minutes, comes back out wearing what I can only describe as ropes. Just ropes. Like a, like a, some kind of lingerie made of ropes. Her titties are all hanging out. She's like, ooh, look at my, look at this piercing that I got. I'm sure you could guess where. And I'm like, what happened? What happened here? 20 minutes ago, I was going to, I would have been home. 20 minutes ago, I was walking to my car. And now I'm here. 
Next, they're they're like spoon feeding ice cream out of a tub to each other. Uh, eventually, like part there was definitely a part of me that had to stay just to see the progression of this. Like I had to kind of just see what was going to happen next. So I did stay probably longer than I should have. But my curiosity kicked in, and I had to know, I just had to see what, what craziness would conspire next, transpire, what would transpire next. And I finally got my fill. I had seen enough, and I left. And that's the end of that story. But God knows what would have happened if I stayed. God, these dudes, these, they were doing line after fucking line. The chick was holding like this weird uh, Wolverine style knife and she's just like could not stand still because she's all coked out. She was coked out of her gourd and she could not stand still. She's, this is the chick that wore the lingerie. She finally put some real clothes back on and she's just like, Want, like this knife is just like waving around and finally the dude's like let me go ahead and grab that the dude whose nose is damn near dripping blood at this point it was so red <laughs> so that's how my Thursday night went technically Friday morning and yeah so that's how that went Definitely, I decided after that, it was, it was well worth it for me just to take the Friday night off, which I did. It was nice. Since I worked late anyway, I just chilled and grilled up some burgers. Relaxed. Because where do you go from there? How do, you, how do you go out after a night like that? I didn't even do any of the coke. I didn't even... I didn't, I, <laughs> It's so, it's, I woke up the next day and thought I had dreamt all of that. It was that, it was so unbelievable in the moment that it could have only been a dream. It felt so dreamlike. It was like a fever dream. And I had to recount all that and be like, did that actually happen? And the answer is yes, it did. But beyond that, uh, today, I decided I'd get up early, went and had me some breakfast, and I talked about it last year, but I never did it. Finally, made myself a trip to the zoo. Got out, saw some animals, got some steps in, did a little, basically a nature walk. You know, that's essentially what I looked at it as. Dude, the zoo is nice. Like, they have added so many nice features to that place. Uh, extra exhibits, new animals. Uh, surprisingly, today, a lot of the animals were out moving around. A few of them were nowhere to be found. They were sleeping or in their dens or whatever. But the thing is, I feel like every time I've been to not only this zoo, but most zoos, I just end up bouncing from one exhibit to the next. This time around, I decided to just, like, take it in. I took a full, like, five minutes at every exhibit to, like, just stand and really watch the animals and really, like, take in the moment and be patient for them to, like, move around. And it worked a few times. Sometimes, like, animals weren't there and, like, four or five groups would pass by me as I stood there and waited. Sure enough, the animals eventually came out. 
Saw some of my favorite animals, bald eagle, wolverines. Uh, there was a badger. I got to see a badger. The red pandas were not out. That was sad. Those are one of my favorite animals to see there. I did get to see one just like peek out for a moment. But got to go to the zoo. Like I said, trying to get outdoors more. That was my attempt at getting outdoors. Went and um, so in addition to that, as far as like outdoors or being active, things like that, I went and bought a new baseball glove because I joined my company softball team, which is, if you would have asked me a year ago if that was something I would ever be interested in doing, I would probably have said no. I've never been a huge baseball fan. I've never played uh, competitive baseball or softball. But they talked, and also when I was asked in the first place, because I, I initially said no. I initially said I didn't want to do it. When, I, when originally asked, I had said uh, no because part of the schedule is during uh, band practice. So I wasn't going to be able to really do it, right? In my mind. Well, it turns out there's so many players, we can sub in and out different players. Like, we don't, nobody, not everybody needs to be at every game, which is nice. So, and had I thought of that, had that thought even brought in my head, I would have considered it more. And there's, there's games that are after, like, so late they're after practice, so I could have made those games too. Um, I got pulled into doing a, a little tournament that they were doing, like a, I don't know if it was a seeding tournament or how that was going, how, what exactly that was for, but I, I went and played in that. I played three games, and it was a blast. Like, this is one of those situations where just try something new. You know, like, it was never on my radar. I had zero interest in the first place to do this. And then I tried it out, and I enjoyed it. I had a great time. So it's like, it's that exact occasion where it's like, you got to try something new to even know if you like it. I mean, if I didn't like it, then, then I wouldn't have done it. But it was, I mean, in this sense, it was nice that I didn't commit to doing it. I, f I had to find out that I, I liked it first. So that was kind of nice. I didn't commit to something I, I wasn't um, sure about. And sure enough, I tried it out. I like it. So I'm in. I'm going to be a substitute this year. I'm just going to sub in and out of games this year. And uh, if they need me, I'll be there. I'll show up and, and I'll just be a team player and coach and whatnot. Like, I don't have to play necessarily. It's going to be a good time. I'm, I'm excited. And so I went and got a new glove for myself. I got some, some uh, pants. Hopefully I'll have a jersey coming along the way here soon that I think they ordered for me. I wish I would have just got in on the initial order for the jerseys, but I didn't. But what do you do? So I did that. Um, it's been nice, man. I This whole year, this whole year has been made up of just experiments, like trying to do different things, getting out there, getting out of my comfort zone. Just, it's nice. It really is. It's refreshing. Let's say that. It's refreshing to do things that you're that you don't normally do. And I think that's a good challenge for everybody. I think challenge yourself to step out of your comfort zone and do something different. 
don't do something so bizarre that you're not, you know, it, do something that, that you th- might pique your fancy, that, you, that you're somewhat interested in doing, but you're, you've always been too afraid to try it or, you know, you just never took that step towards doing it. Try it out. You never know. That's, that's my challenge for you this week because that's what I've been doing a lot this year and it's really been fulfilling. It's really been fulfilling. Um, now, in addition to the good weather, as I said before, we have experienced a little bit of rain. And I made an observation this, this last week that I feel bears um, repeating. It bears me uh, try, exposing this, okay? Because this is something I, I, I've realized very recently. So, I was at work, and it starts raining pretty good, right? Right before my lunch break. And so, we find umbrellas all the time in cars, right? And so, I have a whole stack of umbrellas. So, I'm like, I'm going to take one of these umbrellas and walk home, you know? So, I'm not getting wet. I live a block away from my house, okay? Maybe two blocks at most. In those two blocks of me walking with that umbrella, it made me realize, as a man, there might be nothing, there, there might not be anything gayer than carrying an umbrella. Like, think about it just for two seconds. The, it was one of the most uncomfortable things I feel like I've ever done, was walking with an umbrella. So simple. But it might be the gayest thing a grown man can do. Women, children, you're, you're in the clear. You have full access to using an umbrella. Me, even, I mean, maybe it was just me and the fact that I was wearing a mechanics outfit and I'm all like bushy bearded and stuff. Like I'm fairly masculine. Like, I can picture, like, businessmen in suits carrying umbrellas, and it's not that bad. Dude, me walking with that umbrella, looking the way I did, looked so gay. I felt so fruity. Like, I felt like I needed to have a little skip in my step, and just twirling the umbrella, like, do-do-do-do-do. It, I, I, I was embarrassed to be walking, holding that. I would have rather been soaked. I would have rather just walked home in the in the rain and faced that as opposed to the gazing eyes of people seeing me walk with an umbrella. Umbrellas are a functional tool. It's a brilliant tool. But for a, for a man... For a masculine man to hold an umbrella, there might, be, there, there might not be anything gayer than that. And that's a fact. And if you're a masculine dude, try it. Go walk around with an umbrella. You tell me you're not drinking Bud Light after that. I'm, I ha- I've never had anything against an umbrella until I held one. And I, and I realized this, is, this isn't right. It, d- it don't feel right. 
Under my umbrella, Ella, Ella, gay, gay, gay. <laughs> I mean, it's quite the observation, and, and I stand by it, okay? Because... Because I know how I felt walking with that thing. It's, I, I can't explain it. I just can't. I can't explain what it is about it. But it's, it's, it's very non-masculine. Let's just put it that way. Just get wet, guys. Just, just, just get wet. It's all good. It's, it's the, the, the annoyance of being rained on is way less painful than than the feeling you get standing under an umbrella. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. Um, we got to talk Nuggets. We got to talk that Nugget basketball. I am so stoked to be a Nuggets fan right now. And you know me. I've been a Nuggets fan for all my life. As of recording this, it is before Game 3 of the uh, playoff series between the Lakers. I was thinking about waiting to record until after Game 3, just so I could have my hot takes on that game. But timing-wise, it just works out better for me to do it now. So I'm doing it before the game. So hopefully by the time this comes out, the Nuggets will be up 3-0. That would be so cool. It is in L.A., so I'm not going to, you know, we're just going to have to wait and see. I'm not going to make any bold predictions on that. L.A. is undefeated in L.A., so if Denver does beat them, that's a huge, a huge mark. If we go up 3-0, it's almost certainly a wrap that we're going to win the series. If we go up 3-1, because as of the time this comes out, Game 4 will be tonight on Monday. So we'll see how that one goes. But I can only speak on the games I've seen. And that is Game 1 and Game 2. Game 1, we absolutely dominated. Okay? We were up by almost 20 points at one point. The Lakers clawed their way back. They played good defense. They made their adjustments. And they made it a close game in the end. We still scored 132 points against the leading defensive team in the playoffs. Nobody gave us credit. Nobody gave us credit about that. The thing that pisses me off so much in sports, and this is with any sport that I watch, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, hockey. I don't watch baseball, but any sport, especially if you're a fan of said sport, and you're and you're talking to somebody who's a rival or who who's the opposite team. If you beat a team, let's just use, I'm going to use this example. The Nuggets beat the Lakers, straight up, beat them. And all anybody, especially Laker fans, and obviously not Nuggets fans, but pundits and Lakers fans, all they could talk about was why the Lakers didn't win. They, they were making all the excuses, well, so-and-so didn't play good, well, this and this happened, well, whatever, what you know. Yeah, no shit. 
That's every game. Like, hey, guess what? If your team played better, you might have won. If my team played worse, we might have lost. That's sports. Oh, well, they couldn't do that again. Oh, well, they're not going to win game two. Did you see how they came back? They made those adjustments. They clearly play good defense the way they played that last half. Yeah, clearly. We scored 132 on your ass. Best defense in in the playoffs. Whatever. Best offense also, should mention, is the the Nuggets. But anyway, it, it just drives me nuts when... All these excuses as to like, it, it, it's one thing to be like, you know, if there's, if there's bad refereeing, yes, that is a factor of the game that is very much out of the control of the players to an extent. Obviously, players cause penalties, but we all know that the refereeing crew is a second team that you're playing at the same time. You're playing two teams. You're playing against the refs and you're playing against the, the opposing team. That's every sport. So bad refing can affect a game. Was there bad refing in this game? No, there was not. Nor was there bad refing in game two. I was getting a little nervous. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I was getting a little nervous in game two. We got in foul trouble real early, but it evened out toward the end. So I wasn't. It di- it didn't overly concern me. The last two games, the refereeing has not been terrible. We'll see how game three and four go. But. You can't use that excuse. So if your excuse is this player didn't play well, well, then that's your team, right? Your that player's part of your team, so your team didn't play good. If you have one guy that's playing decent ball and the rest of them are playing average, your team isn't playing good. Duh. The Nuggets had Five or six guys get double-digit points in game one. Game two, I think they had four or five. Jamal Murray had a... had a Now, before I get ahead of myself, game one blew them out. I don't even give a fuck if they came back. They, they didn't do enough. We, we drowned them in deep waters where they could not swim out of. Game two comes around. They got ahead of us by 11. We came back and we won. We, we made the charge to get back. We clawed ourselves back just like they did in game one. But we won. After game one, nobody gave us credit. Everybody said the Lakers will bounce back. Guess what? The Lakers in both their, the first two series that they played in these playoffs, they won game one. And they've also never lost back-to-back in these playoffs. Now they've done both. I am telling you right now, because I will not be able to, like I said, I'm not making specific predictions, but I'm just telling you right now, like I said, this, this series will be over by the next time I have a podcast. So I have to say this now. If the Nuggets win game two or three, doesn't matter. If we go up 3-1... The Nuggets are winning this series. It's, it's that simple. And I'm telling you now, too, it's if, 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 if the Lakers tie the series at 2-2, just remember that the Phoenix Suns did the exact same thing. So it means nothing. 
That only means that the, the score is even at that point. The Lakers are undefeated at home. We've already we've already beaten the two, beaten two things that they have that they hadn't. We've already done two things that hadn't been done to the Lakers in these playoffs. Will it be a third? We'll find out. I know the Lakers are still a tough team. I'm not overlooking them, but I know we're a good team, and it's time we start getting credit. Jamal Murray is him. Jamal Murray is him. The way he handled that fourth quarter, he might be Finals MVP if he plays like that. That was a that was a gut check quarter for Jamal Murray. So kudos to Jamal Murray. Kudos to the Denver Nuggets. To all my fellow Laker haters. See, that's the thing too. That's the thing about this series that is just so compelling for me. Not only am I obviously a Nuggets fan, but I have never been a Laker fan. I have respect for Kobe Bryant. I have respect for Shaq. I have respect for Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. All the past legends. I have respect for LeBron James. Doesn't matter. It's not about the players. I hate that team. They are, the, they are the Dallas Cowboys of the NBA. They are the New York Yankees of the NBA. Can't stand them. They've never been a team I've liked. So this is my least favorite team against my most favorite team. That is compelling for me. And it is so delicious to be up to nothing. I should also mention that the Nuggets, the past three, the past three times the Nuggets have been to the Western Conference Finals, they all, all three of those times they lost to the Lakers. So this is a redemption for the, for the Nuggets franchise. If we can beat the Lakers, it will be redemption, and we will go to our first ever NBA Finals. God, it sounds sweet. God, it sounds sweet. Now, I also want to give a shout-out to the Miami Heat for what they have done in their series. The number eight seed walking into a... In, dude, not, they knocked off the number one team in the East, the Milwaukee Bucks. Then they went on to beat the Knicks, which, whatever. And now they're playing the number two Boston Celtics and went up 2-0 on the road? That's balls, dude. Like, those guys are... That's a tough team. And, and not to get too far ahead of myself, if the Nuggets go to the finals, I, I hope it's against the Heat because then the Nuggets will have home court advantage. And that'd be pretty sweet. The, late, the Celtics, I'm cool with playing them too. You know, that's a good matchup. That's a, fun, that's a fun series. But Jimmy Butler is playing phenomenal ball right now. That's a scary dude to want to play in the, play, in the finals. So, we will see. I'm not getting too far ahead of myself, so we still got the Lakers to finish off. 2-0 doesn't guarantee victory. 3-0, it's, pretty, it's pretty good chance. 3-1, pretty good chance. So, if we can steal one in L.A. Dude, if we sweep the Lakers, oh, I'm going to talk so much shit. And I hate shit talkers, and I don't like being one, but I will talk the most obnoxious shit. You can take that to the bank and cash it now. That's how much I hate the Lakers.
Excuse me. Excuse me. Sorry. Sorry about that, folks. Um, we interrupt this program to bring you a breaking announcement. Fuck the Lakers. Yeah, I lied to you guys. I decided that I am, in fact, going to speak on game three. Because how couldn't I? I couldn't wait another week because this this series ain't going to be... This series is going to be over today. The day this this podcast comes out, Monday night, we're sweeping the fucking Lakers. Now, the series isn't over, I understand. But I'm, I told you I was going to talk that shit. So I'm here to talk that shit. You know why? Because there is very few fan bases more annoying than the LA Lakers. And you need somebody like me to come in and smash this right in their motherfucking faces. So here I am. I was confident. I've always been confident. I couldn't have told you that we were going to go up 3-0 against the Lakers. They had great defense. They are a, a stellar team on paper. But you know what? I said it since day one of this series. They're too young they they don't have the cohesiveness that the that the Denver Nuggets have we are a complete team and we showed it we showed it on on Saturday night we are a complete team we play team ball and that's why we're up 3 nothing get out your brooms fellas because that sweep is coming and here's the thing this is why I'm overconfident no team has ever come back down 3 nothing ever 149 teams have never come back down 3-0. Ever. So, I like our chances. Even if LA wins game 4. We're going back to Denver game 5. You think we're going to slip up? You don't think we can win one of our next 4? I'm going to have a lot of egg on my face if that happens. But I'm that confident. It doesn't matter. Because here's the bottom line, okay? In game 3, this was... The no excuses game for the LA Lakers. That LeBron played great, AD played great, Austin Reeves played great. They all they had guys that were crushing all night. They they were leading the game. I mean, it was a back and forth battle. I'll I'll admit that it was a back and forth battle. But Jokic had a horrible first half. He didn't even have a great third quarter. He he showed up in the fourth. He was in foul trouble. And we still were able to beat them with Jokic on the bench. Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Bruce Brown, Michael Porter Jr. All these guys deserve huge credit for their, contrib- for their contribution with Jokic on the bench. Jamal Murray is, I told you, Jamal Murray is him. Okay? He's him. He crushed that first quarter. They, the Lakers shot more... F- free throws than we did, they out-rebounded us, and they still lost on their home court. The no-excuses game. They hadn't lost game one of any series of these playoffs. We beat them in game one. They hadn't lost back-to-back in these playoffs. We beat them back-to-back. And they hadn't lost on home court in these playoffs. We beat them on their home court. We're going to to the NBA Finals. Bottom line. We'll see you at the NBA Finals. And trust me, I'm going to have a much, much more reserved demeanor until we raise that trophy. 
but I have such a level of disrespect toward the, well, that's the wrong word, because I do respect what the Lakers history has done. I have such a disdain for the LA Lakers, for their fans, for that franchise, that this is what I'm doing. I'm here. I'm here shouting to the rooftops. I'm letting y'all know we're them. Denver Nuggets are them. We're going to the we're going to the NBA Finals. Bottom line, and I'll tell you right now, we're winning the ship. We're winning that. We're going to the NBA Finals for the first time in franchise history. We're making Nuggets history right now. We're raising that trophy. This is our year. It's the, we deserve it. They fought so hard. They're such a complete team. We deserve it. So, I had to interrupt the episode. I had to set everything back up and and give you that little piece of... Because <laughs> I was fired up after that win. As you can tell. I was, I, I'm not playing the... I'm not playing the, the, the nice guy no more. Not against the Lakers. No. I've heard too much shit for too long. They've beaten us every step of the way. We're 0-17 against these motherfuckers in the playoffs. Finally, we get to get past that that hump. We get to... We get that monkey off our back. And we're going to go win that championship. Bottom line. So, let's get back to your regularly scheduled program as it was... By the way, forget everything I said at the end of this episode about this not being a great episode. Because this is a fucking fantastic episode. Because we're rocking the Nuggets. It's Nugget Nation up in here, baby. Back to your regular schedule program. Sticking to uh, sports theme. John Morant. I gotta talk about John Morant. John Morant, if you don't know, is a young up-and-coming star. He's not even up-and-coming. He's a star. For the Memphis Grizzlies, he's a shooting guard or a point guard. I can't remember. He's a guard. But he's the future of that franchise. Or so it seems. He is a he, he just got paid big money, max contract, by the Grizzlies, I think, last year. And we uh Sorry, I, I lost my train of thought for a second. Uh, he, he's been getting in a lot of trouble, okay? He, he's had a lot of different problems, like different issues pop up in the last year or so. And he just got in trouble again for the same shit. Dude can't learn his lesson. And I don't know what's going to happen in this situation. I imagine he's, I mean, he's going to get suspended. He's going to get fined. The, the Grizzlies aren't going to get rid of him. That's for damn sure. I can't imagine them trading him. It'd be crazy. So I guess it just comes down to suspending him and, and letting him learn from, from these mistakes. Essentially, the thing is, I'm not... Like, obviously, I'm a little disappointed in, in the way he's behaving for him as a player and him as a, as a role model and whatnot. But I'm not going to, like... I'm not going to sit here and demonize the guy. There's definitely worse things athletes have done than brandish a gun. There's athletes that have used guns. There's athletes who have 
hurt people, hurt, beat up women, beat up children. You know, like there's worse things athletes have done. So I'm not going to crucify this guy for making some dumb decisions. He just needs to learn from them. He can't keep fucking up like this. He is a role model. He needs to understand that. He is only 23, but he's making a lot of money to, to be making mistakes like this. So I just wanted to put my two cents in on the John Morant thing. In addition, Jackson Mahomes. Now, here's a guy I will shit on because this is a dude. Jackson Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes' little brother who is an annoying piece of shit. He's a little TikTok influencer. The dude is unbearable. He, he's, and the, and the problem with him is he's entitled. He's just, he's entitled off of his brother's success. And it's annoying. So, so it's not even so much like the things he does on TikTok and stuff. Because, yeah, those are cringy, but there's plenty of people out there who do cringy things. The problem I think not only I, but everybody else has with Jackson Mahomes is that he's only famous because his brother's famous. He wouldn't be a a successful TikTok guy if it weren't for his brother. So he's... And some of the videos I've seen, there's a video where he, like, bitched out a bar for not seating him or something like that basically pulling the do you know who I am card like he's so entitled for absolutely nothing he has accomplished nothing so where this sense of entitlement comes from you got me and I think that's why people hate him now homie clearly got a little too big for his britches and he got he flew a little bit too close to the sun with his brother's wings, thinking he was untouchable. Assaulted, um, I believe, a manager, young lady, at a bar. She was the manager of said bar. Forced himself on her, tried to kiss her, and this and that. Like, was grabbing her by the throat. Like, there's video of it. And he got, um, not sentenced, but he, he got, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? convicted of these crimes like he's being tried for these crimes now the thing i want to point out in the vid there's a video and this dude just roasts the motherfucker beyond like it was one of the most ace burns i've ever heard in my life they're throwing him in the back of the cop car and the guy yells out and i'm it's i'm, I'm assuming here i shouldn't assume it sounds like a, 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 a African-American gentleman says, you know, if you were a real black guy, they would have arrested you a long time ago. And that was the best. In addition to that, I want, if you go back and if you go watch that video, go ahead and take a look at dude's body. He, the guy is built. I can, I, uh, he's built like a 45-year-old dishwasher that's the kind of body that guy's got on him he is the most and he's so awkward looking god him and Patrick Mahomes have the same body shape but Patrick Mahomes actually runs so I think he leans down more than Jackson Mahomes Jackson Mahomes is what Patrick Mahomes would look like if he stopped playing sports straight up no chin big old pop belly 
just a weird gait, the way he walks. Like, it's, they're, they're a weird group of dudes. And for me, it's a little bit sweet justice because fuck the Mahomes. Fuck that family. Patrick Mahomes' wife is unbearable. She's a yammering bimbo. His brother clearly sucks, as I've previously mentioned. I guess I can't speak anything against his dad. I don't know anything about his dad. I think his dad played baseball, and that's cool-ish. Baseball's whatever. But, and Patrick Mahomes, who'd have thought I would ever say this? Patrick Mahomes is the best of them. I mean, clearly he's the most talented, but he's also, like, not that unlikable. I only, I mostly don't like him because he's a chief, but, like, his character, he's not the most unlikable guy. He's just surrounded by unlikable people. He's just related to unlikable people. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. I got to go to the bathroom. All right, I'm back. Sorry, my bladder was a full, and I was not going to make it another 20 minutes. All that water drinking at the zoo is what it was. So, um, one more thing I want to say just to wrap up this athlete's talk. Um, fuck, I should know his name. But the punter from the, well, the, I, the now ex-punter from the Buffalo Bills. So, his name's, I want to say Matt Azaria or something like that better known as the punt god. He was a young rookie last year. Had like an unbelievable punt in preseason. He was a high draft pick. I think held the record for best punt average or something like that in college. Like he was a top punter in in all of college history. Gets drafted by the Buffalo Bills. And last year was released by the Buffalo Bills because... He was accused of gang raping a young woman while while at his time in college. So, was released by the team, publicly shamed. Um, probably had to go through a lengthy trial, only to find out he wasn't there. He wasn't involved in this incident at all. And yet, had his entire young career ripped right out of his hands. But yet, we're told that we should believe all women. Because women never lie. Now, the best case scenario in this situation is that the Bills reinstate him, that he gets to play football again. Whether or not, whether it's the Bills or not, somebody should reinstate this kid. If he's not on a team by the start of training camp, there's, there's a problem because there's no reason this kid, as young as he is, didn't even get to start his career. He, he was a promising upstart. Didn't even get to start his career. And had it all ripped away already because of a false accusation. And that's bullshit. I just want to point that out. And I think it's, it's worth... Um, being publicized because nobody's talking about it. Nobody's talking about it. And it's bullshit. It's 
it's it, it, the reason nobody's talking about it is because it completely goes against the narrative that um, dudes get falsely accused of things all the time. Now, I'm not saying don't believe all women. I'm saying evidence is more important before blame. You have to have evidence before you can cast judgment. We're very much not about that in this country anymore. And it costs people a lot of... It, and, I mean, yes, it costs people money. It costs people um, jobs. But the most important thing, it costs reputations. Like, there's going to be people for the rest of this kid's life who look at him like a scumbag for something he didn't do. And I think that's fucked up. So I wanted to point that out as well. I put that down on my list of things to talk about. All right. So last thing I want to just talk about here as a little bullet point thing that I had listed down. Uh, a couple weeks ago, or, well, what? Yeah, it's been a couple weeks now, right? A couple weeks ago, I went to the Aaron Lewis concert, which, by the way, I should mention was phenomenal. And also want to mention, uh, I went with a couple of my friends who I haven't seen in a very long time. Huge thank you to them for, for buying my ticket and going with me. It was a blast, and I hadn't seen them in a very long time. So it was very cool to get to see them and get to hang out with them. Um, for anybody who doesn't know, Aaron Lewis is super right-wing. Like, super right-wing. 90% of that concert, like, anything he was talking about when he wasn't singing was talking about Donald Trump or fuck Joe Biden or, you know, fuck Bud Light. Like, it was, it was just littered in right-wing propaganda. And a lot of his songs are very right-wing as well. And it just so happens that one of the friends I was with is very not right-wing. So that was an interesting situation to be in. For her to be there, and like I told her beforehand, I was like, you are not going to like anything that this guy says. And I could... she, she Give it credit to her... She stuck around for the full sh full show. She didn't let it... I mean, I'm sure she was burning up inside at some of the things he was saying. But I'll give her the credit for, for sticking it out, not leaving. You know, that was pretty... It was, it was good on her for that. But um, anyway, at this concert... Oh, no, I wanted to say before that, we went out to eat. Went out to eat to a place called Tens here in town. Very fancy place. Way fancier than I've ever experienced of a restaurant. And let's just say this. The, the menu, the food itself was very expensive. It was uncomfortably expensive for what it was. And then we got the food. This is the whole point I want to say. And I'm not, and I'm not bitching here because I'm very grateful for the fact that... Um, I was treated to this. But it did make me think about the fact that the cost of food doesn't always translate into good food. I had a steak with some mashed potatoes. It was a simple dinner, right? I wasn't overly impressed by my steak. I, I, the mashed potatoes were not very good. And the broccoli was whatever. I mean, easily a, a meal I could have made at home. I mean, the steak itself was very tender, but I wasn't just, like, blown away for as much as it cost. Absolutely not. 
Like, Texas Roadhouse has a great steak meal that I would gladly eat. And the point I wanted to make about that was it's just, it's so funny that expensive food isn't, like, it's not what it's cracked up to be. Like, it's not, it doesn't represent what you're getting. I, I've had better, like, and I'm sure, you know, the healthy aspect of it, I'm sure it was a lot healthier than most other places because of what you're cooking it in, how you're preparing it, things like that. There's, there's those aspects of things. Dude, give me the fucking fatty boom batty shit. Give me the trans fats. Give me all the bad shit. I'd rather my last meal be a cheap, delicious meal than an expensive, not satisfying meal. That's that's the point I guess I wanted to make about that. But there it is. In addition to that, though, oh, also, just speaking on lavish things, speak. I saw somebody dressed up today. It was just a it's a Saturday. They were out at a freaking brewery. I went and stopped and grabbed a beer after the zoo, and somebody was all like fashionably dressed, you know. And I'm looking at this dude, and I'm like, God, being stylish feels so exhausting. Like, you have to plan out your, what you're wearing to, to plan your, to like do your hair up, to, to get your accessories, your watches, your jewelry, matching, you know, get your shoes all lined. Like, all that shit feels so exhausting to me. Now, granted, I understand a lot of people, like, that's something they enjoy, which is great. I love that for them. For me, it just feels exhausting. And that's all. Because I'd rather put my efforts into other things. Now, nothing against those people. There's definitely a place for those people in the world. I'm just not one of those people. I'll wear a t-shirt and a hat every day. And some jeans. That's all I need. But those are just little points that I wrote down. Obviously, I can't really rant on things like that. Like, I don't really have a whole rant listed out on those. I wish I did, but that's why they're listed at the end of the podcast. Because these are just little nuggets. Nuggets. These are little nuggets of, uh, of thoughts that just enter my brain that I want to put out there in the world, I guess. Well, we still have a little bit of time here, I suppose. Let's do a quick fresh picks of the week, okay? Fresh picks of the week. And... Let's do, let's keep to the theme. I could do basketball theme or I could do outdoor theme. Let's go out the way we came in, okay? Hmm. Outdoor. How do I think of outdoor? I'm going to go top three funnest outdoor activities that I've experienced, okay? These are my personal top three outdoor activities that I have either been a part of or experienced. Okay? I got to think about it for a quick second. I'm, I'm going to go number three. Just fishing in general. I haven't, I haven't done fishing a lot. I haven't gone fishing a ton in my life. But I'll put fishing in at number three because... Every time I've done it, I have enjoyed myself. 
You know what? I'm 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 looping in. I'm gonna say number three, sports in general. Fishing is gonna be included in that, but I'm gonna include playing softball, football, basketball. All those things are very, very enjoyable. I should almost put that up at two. Yep, we're moving that to two. So the new number three is gonna be um the new number three is going to be hiking. Mountain hiking, sightseeing, things like that. I've always I enjoy a nice little nature hike, going up a mountain by a river, checking out this the really getting close to nature. That's a good one. So number three will be hiking. Number two will be sports in general. Just getting outdoors, playing some basketball, playing some like doing some fishing, things like that. Number one though, and this could be looped into sports, but I'm gonna make it its own category. One hundred percent just water activities. And I'm not even big into water, but boating, jet skiing, inner tubing, things like that. Getting out on the lake. Not getting in the lake, per se, because I'm I'm deathly afraid of water and big bodies of water. But getting out on the lake and having a just just soaking up the sun, enjoying the enjoying the water. Yeah, that's gonna be my number one is is lake activities. Yep. Float in the river, things like that. Yep. All right, that'll wrap us up this week. Wasn't my favorite episode, I don't think. You know, sorry about that. I don't I don't think it was very well organized. In, I think I had it better organized in my head. But you know what? You win some and you lose some, and that's the battle we play every day. And there's definitely been better episodes than this, but there's definitely going to be better. There, there will be better, and there will be worse. So what can you do about it? You just keep on keeping on, baby. Everybody go out. Enjoy the weather. Enjoy your life. Uh, do something new. Try something new. Get out there. Put yourself in an uncomfortable situation. Put yourself out of the out of the routine. Okay, just try something new, and you will be fulfilled for that. But of course, most importantly, don't forget, life's a garden. Dig it. You've got to, you've got to keep on.